Hey there, and welcome back to Tech Descent. This week I'll be discussing those tech products that make our lives a bit easier, but we don't think they've got the recognition they deserve. Let's change that. It's important to note, we aren't being paid for discussing these products. We just use them in our day-to-day -day lives and think that you'll find them useful too. We'll also be discussing global wireless energy transfer and the metaverse. This is Tech Percent, let's begin the next percent. Whiskey business. That's what it is when you first move away from home. Every turn you need to make a decision about your lifestyle that could lead you down a worse path. I love cooking and I didn't want to fall into the takeaway trap, so I was looking for a modern solution to recipes printed off BBC Good Food. Whisk was that. Available on the Google Play and App Store, Whisk allows you to upload recipes by sharing them to the app from the internet, whilst also encouraging you to join groups of like-minded individuals. This means that you get new recipes from them, meaning mealtimes don't need to be a boring recycle of old recipes that you've used for years. The best thing is that you can view the recipe for the exact number of servings you want. Does it serve four? but you only want three portions? No problem. You can also schedule meals in a planner, and this will automatically put the ingredients in a shopping list, split by supermarket aisle. A little tip from me though, if you're only cooking for yourself and you're making extra portions, don't forget to account for this when you create a meal plan in the app. I currently have a severe Tupperware shortage and about 20 meals prepared in the fridge and freezer. Don't get me wrong, Having this amount of home-cooked food that you've made ready for when you don't want to cook in the evening after work or university isn't a bad thing, but if you don't have much fridge freezer space, this could mean that food goes off in the fridge because you don't have enough tubs to store it in if you cook it. So far though, I haven't had that issue, and it's been delicious and highly convenient, so make sure to check the Whisk app out wherever you get your apps. That's saying wherever you get your podcasts, but apps. Funny story, at one point we planned to release recipes alongside podcast episodes. Not entirely sure how that would have worked. I suppose fajitas for the Z Flip 4 and Fold 4, and perhaps a traditional Welsh lamb cowl for the Welsh Dragon Roars, recorded in Cardiff, and Walker's Crisp for the Nothing Phone 1? You can make your own decision as to why I've used Walker's Crisps in that example. In other news, work at Meta is ongoing to improve the quality of the Metaverse, and in the past couple of days we've had several updates including a new Pro Model headset and legs on avatars. Things very like Tesla, where Elon Musk announces a new feature and the employees are just as shocked that it's coming as the press, except Mark Zuckerberg's obviously using Facebook, and appears to be just announcing updates as rapidly as he can to try and stem the flow of negative press about the metaverse, which he's invested billions of dollars in over the past couple of years. A developer spoke about the complexities of trying to track leg movements with cameras because there's no dedicated sensors, and to be honest, I don't think adding legs to avatars 
is really the crux of the issues with the metaverse. Surely the development investment should be into subsidising headset costs to grow the user numbers of the metaverse and thus get better insight into what features people are actually enjoying using. Those users who aren't early adopters, who, let's be real, aren't going to make the metaverse market explode. I think we're still a long way away from a Ready Player One-esque metaverse. Very good book or film though, if you hadn't read or seen it. So I'd recommend going and trying to find that in the local library. Also, in other other news, Emrod, a company from New Zealand, says it has the technology to transfer energy wirelessly between a network of satellites in low Earth orbit. Before I read the article, my reaction was very much in the category of, hmm? Because my closest comparison was Transformers, which obviously we know have a low efficiency, which we avoid by putting the primary and secondary coils inside one another, with lamination in between, to ensure that the distance between them is minimal and you can have a maximum possible induced magnetic field strength, and thus greatest possible efficiency. If you're still on GCSE physics though, just assume they're 100% efficient for your calculations and find out during A-level that they're not. The principle is that energy could be produced somewhere on the planet, for example in a solar array in the Sahara Desert, and then used in a city on a completely different continent. Because we haven't actually got the ways that we can produce renewable energy often where we need them, where we've built metropolises and things like that. The company says that you can use waves to transfer the energy, which is a sound principle, pun not intended, as long as they're in line of sight. In prototypes, which they've been using, they've managed to reduce the diameter of receivers for about 200 metres in previous propositions using geostationary satellites to 1.92 metres. Admittedly, that was over a distance of a couple of hundred metres, but still far more viable to construct. In space, that will become 108 metres, because as the separation distance increases, the size of the receiver needs to increase. A global wireless energy grid was first proposed by Nikola Tesla about a century ago, and this might actually mean that that vision is finally realised. MROD says that it can achieve an efficiency of between 60 and 70% with their space-based satellite system that they could launch in the next five years. Potentially actually possible considering their work with Airbus and the European Space Agency. Now for another section of the unadvertised. As I said earlier in the episode, I've recently moved down closer to London for a new job, and that means a new area. I'm currently holding the trophy for many long-distance hiking competitions that run in the Chilterns, so on moving down, I was desperate for an app that could tell me all the great hiking routes in the area before I got a trusty ordnance survey map. Kamut was the solution. It allows you to see routes planned by others for lots of different types of exercise including hiking, mountain biking, road cycling, running and mountaineering, 
With a guide time and a map, it gives you helpful stats such as average pace, current pace, and overall time in motion. Helpfully, the app will also guide you to where the route begins using AI to plot that route out. And in my experience so far, it's been surprisingly effective. With audio prompts, I've enjoyed several long hikes without having to check the map at all. The app gives helpful direction prompts such as take a left over the bridge and then an immediate right in 50 meters. It also paused my podcast when it gave prompts so I didn't miss any good content. Just to clarify, it's not 10% that I'm listening to, although it does seem apt that I was listening to a podcast instead of just music. There is a premium version available, but so far I've been perfectly happy with the free version. Thank you very much to the developer. Kamoot is available on the App Store and Play Store now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Tech Descent. Is there something you'd like to hear us discuss? Message us on Instagram at tech.descent or put your suggestions on the Q&A if you listen on Spotify. We'll be back next week. See you in the next percent. Bye.